It's Sports Arena and it's Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world extremes. We look at ECW, Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to forum, every pay-per-view special, and now ECW on tin and in between. you got myself, Paul, and I'm joined as always by Jay. What's happening, Jay? It's really weird to, to go back and watch Limp Biscuit in their height of their popularity. Um knowing that somewhere around this time you and I will be going to a Limp Bizkit concert. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, we yeah. Were, we were, I think we, we did Limp Bizkit and Linkin Park within the same week. We were caught up in the hype. If someone falls, you pick them up. That's true. <laughs> and we did. Fall or pick up? Um, both. That's true. Yeah, someone falls, you pick them up and hold them so someone can smash them with a chair. Yeah, and um, we'll get to it, but an ECW chant, I think. <laughs> um, they could have done bigger shows if they just believed in themselves. Um, so this week we're looking at episode 15 of ECW on TNN and episode 345 of ECW Hardcore TV from December 1999 from the beginning of December the 3rd and the 4th to be correct and um, yeah this, this ECW year is, is coming to an end it's quite surprising really we're almost into the final year we are of we're, ECW. Into, we're almost into a couple of good feuds if you will <laughs> so the thumbnail is anything to go by so um, yeah just when you thought you were safe and fresh out of Terry Funk impressions you now have a chance to get a bit of Dusty Rhodes in there every week I did it all for the rookie (laughs) (laughs) Um, we'll kick off with ECW on TNN episode 15 3rd of December 1999 and I want to say this is the first time TNN had been at the ECW arena. Feels like it, doesn't it? Well, they sort of said this. Is, there was a thing before about them not. So I kind of feel like this is the first time they sort of made it there with this, which is um, interesting. We kick off with the history of Raven and Sandman. Um, makes sense, you know. Obviously, long time sort of viewers will have an idea of it, but if you have any sort of new people that would be watching the show at this time, it'd be good to give a bit of context and history of why they hate each other so much. It's the old man's family. <laughs> and tricked him into going to WCW. <laughs> I thought that. I thought, what a sly little dig that was. Hey, this ain't an autograph. It's a contract for WCW. Why, you Raven? I was drunk. Um, so we get a history of that. We get Joe Styles uh, interviewing the Impact players, and it didn't take long before Candido and Rhino came out. Candido and Rhino were a thing. Candido and Rhino. Yeah. Face or heel? Oh, everything about them should be heels. Apart from the feud that they seem to be in. Apart from the feud that they're in, apart from 
the promos and even um, the less talk, less fight is sort of I, I carried you for a year and a half, and you're the reason you're. I'm the reason you're in here, buddy. Yeah, so it's kind of like, well, okay, so you're a heel, but you're you're not a cool heel like the Impact players. So the Impact players are shades of grey, slightly heel, yeah, compared to Raven, Dreamer, Sandman, who are shades of grey, slightly face. And then Rhino and Candido are super heel in the same way that Spike Dudley is super face over and whatever yeah, partner mean, he's this, with. So in this feud, you'd, you'd have to keep the Impact players as the super heels. You'd be stupid to try anything else, in my opinion. Yes. So... Yeah, sort of um, how it went. So, yeah, basically came out, like you said, uh, Candido basically said that he carried Storm. He's the reason Justin Credible's there. Rhino grabbed the mic and said, enough talk. Let's just kick their fucking asses." And Gord Jason and the whole brawl broke out. Catfight. Uh, Catfights seem to be a little bit overdone. They do. And, and so I don't mind catfights for... I say purpose because it sort of seems wrong, but you know I mean, like Francine and Dawn for artistic Marie. reasons. Yeah, no, I mean, Fra- I... Francine and Dawn Marie have clearly not got along. They've, they've got an underlying feud. You know, they're not going to. But, feel like but it's also have a match feud. But they are always going to clash. They are on different sides of a feud that's going on. So you know, there is a reason Francine is at ringside. There is a reason Dawn Marie is at ringside, and it spills over. There's a logic as to why that escalates. There was exactly. one later in the show that we'll talk about that I still don't understand. Yeah, 100%, 100%. I agree with that. And we'll get there. And, you know, so. Tammy Lynch and Dawn Murray have a history. She was yeah. Tammy Lynn bitch for a while because of it. So, you know, you, you've kind of got something there. Um, but, yeah, it's it's it's... Yeah. Yeah, no, there were, like I said, later on, it does get a bit confusing. Uh, so they had that, wasn't bad. We didn't have Carino out the back walking around, says he can't focus on his match because Limp Biscuit in the arena across the road, and they're too um, loud, and he starts to make his way to the gig. Yes. Which is kind of crazy because obviously this is such an iconic ECW. Yeah, sort of moment, and it feels weird that we one had never seen the episode that it kind of happened on, and two, I'm sort of watching the episode and we're there, and but yeah, it's weird. Again, back to how we initially took all of this and 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 found out about it and blah blah blah. It's really interesting because we saw it completely out of context as we've said a thousand times yeah um so we're watching this parallel to when we're watching pretty much the same steve carino you know the the prox are blonde hairs correct 
maybe he's in trunks rather than a, a, a rather than a singlet. But pretty much the same Steve Carino challenging for world heavyweight titles. So yeah. there's a kind of your you know, there's the level. You watch this chronologically, and his rise is pretty damn impressive to the point where you know, I was trying to work out is he the top heel? Is that why he's gone over and done this? Or is he the best on the mic that they've got, which is why he's gone over there and, and you know, had a live mic with Limp Bizkit. Um, but it is, it's this point of, you know, for him to be in this spot feels like a real quick coming of age. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It's, um, it's massively happened so quickly because he was very much just sort of chasing round after Rhino. And yeah. now he's sort of the main... But again, I do believe it's, it's heel-wise, he's probably the best promo they've got. Um, uh, Yeah, sense, outside the Impact players who are tied up with something else. Yeah, and wouldn't take a chair shot. I mean, Lance Storm wouldn't have got hit in the head with a chair. No, I mean, you're talking about just incredible going over there, really, and it is that kind of like, you know, do you get the payoff in the same sort of way? And just incredible doesn't have the. <clears throat> he sort of more so looked like he would be at a Limp Biscuit concert. Yeah, he's more of a kind of like you know, I've just come here to tell you to fuck you. Yeah, rather than exactly. More. That's the thing. It'd be a different sort of um, approach, and yes. probably slightly longer to get to it. Because it'd be more like I hate you. I, I just hate you. Fuck everyone here. When um, Greedo could sort of do almost like anti-hardcore thing like he did in the incident, you'd be like, wow. So, um, yeah. but yeah, no, so he's, he's on his way. He's um, he's off, which is fair uh, enough. Light reels are beginning to, to rack up, I think. Um, super crazy. He's on his way to the ring. Before we get the match, we cut to Sandman, a promo which you touched on you took my wife, you took my child, you tricked me into signing for WCW. Or you convinced me to sign for WCW. I don't know how you worded it, but... Yeah, I, I think it was tricked. Um, <coughs> and it is, it's, it's one of those kind of like, if, if, if Raven hadn't gone to WCW, yep. then I think that would be really... Or, or if, if Sandman had gone first, then I think that could have been really interesting because it would have been like, you know, that's how he got rid of him out of the promo. Out of the promotion, he he, you know, he tricked him into, you know, crossing the line and going to them. But um, yeah, I mean, he followed him, and then he followed him back. Yeah, I mean, it would. It, like, I said, it's a shame that obviously, if they knew that Sandman was coming back when Raven came back. <clears throat> It would have been a good like promo for Raven to have had to basically say that he got rid of the Sandman, convinced him to go there, and all this. Yeah, it'd been quite a good promo. To get I knew when my deal was up, I knew I could get out. I knew I could come back anytime I wanted. But yeah, I didn't want to come back to a company of that drunk here. So I thought I could get him there, and then blah blah. And then you know, free. So I got him a six-figure deal where he actually doesn't have to. 
beat himself up every single week. Yeah, it get himself great, in shape and heal up. Great little thing, and then obviously two, three weeks later, Sandman appears at the arena. So I think that would have been um, yeah, it would have been a decent thing, but it still works. It's a nice, it's a nice sort of um, sort of comment. Puts a little bit of heat on. Raven, also a little dig at WCW, so it ticks all the boxes they sort of they like. Um, we then go to the match, Super Crazy in action against Haduka. Uh, Haduka. Yeah, although they just kept making Pokemon jokes. Yeah, I mean, again, um, he hasn't really aged well. But, it did um, surprise me. I mean, you know we were talking off air and my kids are hugely into Pokemon at the moment. So it's kind of a little bit running wild through my house. Um, and it did surprise me bearing in mind it's on my TV constantly with things like Netflix at the moment that, um, yeah, Pokemon's, but I mean, it, the timing kind of works out, you know, it's 99, 2000, it's Pokemon yeah. at its heat, but yeah, it's, it's been with us so long that even ECW referenced it. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it, when you think about that? Because this would have been, I'm guessing, one of the initial boom periods, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that sort of, that sort of happened. And um, we had the match. I didn't mind it. I mean, it was. I felt it was obvious that Crazy was going to win. Yep. But it was a good uh, match. You know, they, 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 they worked quite well together. Um. It was, for me, very similar to the match you'd see with Tajiri. Um, it's it's a Japanese-style, Lucha-style match hybrid thing that we've seen a few times done very well. Um, but no, it was a good match. Yeah, no, it was, it was fine. It was a nice little, um, you know, I still open a first match. Crazy in a different match. Crazy... Not just getting caught up in this um, Tajiri Lin feud for a while, not just sort of a pawn in that, and actually giving a chance to actually have a solid match and get a, a win back. So, yeah, positive. Um, Raven promo, like he's done many weeks before, compares Sandman to his abusive drunk father multiple times. Yeah. Um, I found previous sort of promos like this repetitive. I found this one slightly repetitive. I understand his angle. I don't hate it. Just it's more sort of because it's raving. You expect more, I guess. Yeah, and because that. we've seen this, um, yeah. you know, it's 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 this is the promo that we were listening to in ninety five, ninety six. No, massively. I do, I do find it weird that they announced that obviously it's Sam and Raven tonight with Tommy Dreamer as a special guest referee. I mean, that to me screams a pay-per-view match, really. Yeah, you'd think. Yeah. Very, I mean, obviously they must be getting caught up in this this ratings thing, even if they're probably not letting on to it. It does which feel is, like... Which is fine, except, you know, without trying to sound like... Eric Bischoff here. Um, what are you promoting? If you're looking to bring the numbers in, yeah. then last week you should have been saying, next week we're going to have Raven versus Sandman. 
one on one with Tommy Dreamer as the guest referee. That's the thing. I mean, obviously, we do the shows sort of weekly, and even I was sort of really surprised. Like when I was looking, at, always look at the cards before, obviously, we review them, and I was sort of looking at the card, and I was just like, "Holy shit! How is that the main event?" Yeah, that's that's a massive match. It's the first time these two have fought in ECW in three years. Yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. So um, I thought that was interesting. We we'll get that later on. Um. Carino and Limp Biscuit. So he's basically there just seeing in the crowd arguing with fans. And I guess the beginning of his um, spat with Fred Durst on stage, but not really too much about it. Yeah. Basically, it's more, it's more him kind of talking about the debauchery of the fans. Um, yeah. A little right to censor before right to censor. Yeah. I see him before right to censor because I think that's like 2002, isn't it? Must be. It's not going on now, surely. Let me see. That's Led, obviously, by Stephen Richards. So, you know, we have a link. It's on Roots. I think Stevie's just finishing up with his dude love gimmick. Uh, July 17th, 2000. So we're six yeah. months out. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Because Stevie's still sort of plodding around doing... The dude love and the coming out as multiple characters kind of thing at the moment. So, um, and uh, <coughs> so, you know, we have one um, link with Stephen Richards. Uh, we have uh, another link in regards to the cat is forced to join right center. Um, and she obviously, uh, we were talking about last week about um, leaving the king for one of the dups. Yeah, that's true. That's a cat. They're in action again shortly. Yes, um, they are. So we get that. We get um, Cyrus and Jerry Lynn chatting. Basically, says, What's the deal with him and Tajiri? He doesn't say, he walks off. Still the biggest secret in the promotion. What's going on between these two? And they get the point where I am actually semi-interested to find out what's actually happening with these two. <laughs> uh, main event time, Sandman versus Raven. Special guest, Tommy Dreamer. First time in a long time. What did you think about this? Um, I mean, it was it was a plunder match. It was a Gubbins match. It was a multiple run-in match. It was a, you know, why are they here? Who cares? They're hitting people match. Um, but, you know, I loved it. It's Raven and Sandman. We've not seen it for a minute. Yeah, I mean, I was literally the same. I really was. I mean, I kind of sat there and I thought, oh, how would I feel? But I just, I really did get into it. Um, it was great to see him, see him back. I think, especially at this time, I think ECW... Um, we're desperate for this. We we said how, you know, in the last year they've been sort of raided quite heavily for like stars. They've always had a far, they've always had a turnover, but they've always had a chance to sort of make new stars before losing yeah. stars. This is the first time I really felt like they were sort of screwed. I mean, obviously they called in Mike Awesome to win the belt, but I think it's the wrong choice. I, I honestly do. I think this would have been a a Tommy Dreamers chance to have the belt or something 
someone who is there week in, week out and can sort of defend it against anyone and sort of make a couple of stars or, or even just incredible, but... Or lose it straight to Raven in a, you know, stealing yeah. his moments kind of thing. Exactly. Or even, like I said, give Raven the belt when he um he come back. He could have even done like they do with Dream in the Future, but have Ray, you know, Dream finally win the title and then Raven returns and... <sighs> Sorry. Do what he had to do because it would have been different. I just, I just think that at this weird crossroads, we can tell they've got a great young roster, but they just needed a couple of um, originals, as it were, to sort of give that boost. Yeah, and they're all tied up in the same thing. So, you know, it's the role that Candido should be playing. It's the role Dreamer should be playing. And, you know, we say older. I mean, you know, I I appreciate that they're, you know, yeah. mid to late 20s, early 30s at this point. None of them are old. Um, just... They've just been in ECW longer. They are more established. Um, and you've got Candido, you've got Dreamer, you've got Raven, you've got Sandman, all tied up. <laughs> Really and truthfully, the people they're giving the rub to are Rhino and the Impact players, which is working really well. But surely you could kind of spread the the, the fairy dust out a little bit. Exactly. I work because um, obviously RVD and Sabu off doing their thing. But um, yeah, so match was good. We do get interference from Candido and Rhino. Uh, they come in, take out Dreamer. Uh, we do get the return of Laurie Follington. Yep. Obviously, they alluded so, to it at the beginning. They gave you the backstory. Yep. So she comes out and does the, who am I going to hit? Who am I going to help? Who am I going to hit? Who am I going to help? Um, her her expressions in the ring haven't got any better since she was away. Um, yeah. So basically, she then kind of helps Raven up and drops to her knees and low blows him. Um, which apparently is enough to bring out Francine. Yeah. And they have a cat fight. Now, to the point I was raising earlier, there is a reason why Tammy Linsich and Dawn Marie are both at ringside. There are yeah. a reason why they have an issue with each other. It is a, a documented issue with each other. So I'm going to stop you interfering with my team by doing something. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what the history between Peaches and Francine is. And she doesn't have a history with Raven in that sort of way. So why she's come out to defend after Ravens got beaten up, I don't really understand. Um, yeah, no, I don't really. Um, I don't really understand. But again, it, it you know, for lack of whatever, that it felt like a, a pay per view like angle return yeah. sort of. No, with no build or no real backstory to her. Even though obviously there is a backstory, but no sort of constant bringing it up and video packages and all that to say there still might be doubt who's with who. 
you know, nothing of this was really ever addressed. It just sort of happened as a um, a sort of a good pop in the arena. Yeah. But um, yeah, Sandman does win, gets his victory over Raven. I'm fine with that. Sandman again, as you said, with all the all the people coming back, has very much had to you know, pay his dues and take his punishment for leaving. So he sort of picked up a win. Yeah, and the storyline's the same. So, you know, Impact players get involved. Raven saves his partner. Yeah. Sandman takes the opportunity to, to lay him out. So, you know, we we still have the, uh, you know, I, 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 did, I did the right thing, Tommy. Why'd you let the drunk beat me up? Yeah, which is against, like... Were you expecting this many top draw impressions this week? I wasn't. I wasn't at all. Me neither. I don't know what's happening. Spoiled. That's what's happening. We are spoiled. Like milk. All of them. <laughs> Just like milk. Um, yeah, so we basically, we got that and um, we got the final Carino Limp Biscuit sort of situation. So, sort of Carino was there arguing with Fred Durst, shouting at um, a female fan. And ends up getting smashed by Balls Mahoney, hit by New Jack, picked up and smashed again by Axel Rotten. Yes. And um, that's how we end the show. Yes. Which was um, fine. Good segment. Obviously, chair shots are always rough, but I can understand what they were doing. Big crowd there. And there was a pat of ECW chance as well that sent Axel Rotten into overload. Well, you know he had him, Daddy. He, did, he absolutely loves it, doesn't he? I think I'm, I, I I'm mean, such a mark for Axel Rotten and his just uh, love of wanting to get over. Yeah, and and you know he is a huge fan of of music. He's you know that's been yeah. apparent all the way through. You know he's called Axel Rotten. His yeah. his brother is Ian Rotten. They're from Newcastle, allegedly. You know, it's all based around music and punk and, you know, that sort of thing. So to be on the on the stage at a music gig in front of a crowd like that, you know, doing something like that and then getting kind of, you know, a smattering of ECW chants. Yeah, you know, he loved it. You know that he was just absolutely on in his element with it. Yeah, no, big time. It was... Um... Yeah, like I said, it was, it was really, it was really good. I didn't mind it. It was, it was decent enough. Um, I mean, at the time, I'd imagine that Limp Biscuit thing might have got to MTV or that. I felt Carino, yeah, was really good advertising the show. Yes, he probably got in there like, oh yeah, you know, ECW on Fridays on TNN, kind of thing. He really got in there actually. The whole if if. If anyone showed this video online in full, they would have known exactly where to find it if they wanted to. Yes. And anyone sort of half paying attention to the crowd, I mean, harder, but they would have known. So, yeah, fair play to uh, him to basically saying who I am, where I'm from, where you can see me. Which yeah. is probably everything you wanted for him. Um Episode 345, similar false, 1999. Starts off with Danny Dore in there um, introducing Electra. She's sitting behind. He said how amazing he is. Then got roadkill there. He says chickens. 
and Electra has arrived. She has. Um, <laughs> I, and I think we saw this last week. I think this was on TNN, maybe. Um, yeah, uh, she has. Yeah, so they've now got um, their manager, so that'll be fun. Um, we see a video with sound, so we can't hear it, but it's Karina um, from the Limp Bizkit shouting at all the people in the crowd. So, see, we know about that. Nova and Kid Cash are in action versus the returning Dups. The returning Kid Cash, I guess. The actual Kid Cash. This, this is kind of, you know, as a match, it's very much a coming out party for, for Kid Cash. Yeah, not David um, Cash, not yep. uh, Jericho, Benoit, yep. Phoenix, Malenko, whatever his name was. He is, he is officially Kid Cash. Yep. Um, he he isn't quite coming out to Kid Rock songs just yet, um, but he got a lot to do in this match. He got to, you know to to put a lot of minutes in. Um, so yeah, I definitely it was all on. Um, it was all on the up for that. It was, it was, as I said, it was a solid match. It was good to see. I didn't actually mind this team. I reckon Nova and Cash could have been a fairly decent team. Chetty did come out and get involved at some point. He but, did. Um, I wouldn't mind to Nova and Cash. It would have been all right. And the Dups continue to lose as I guess their, uh, their start is, is done before it really gets going. Yeah. Uh, Cyrus is sitting at his desk. Uh, the Sinister Minister walks up. I don't know if that's what he's known as at the moment. Just James Mitchell, basically. He walks up, um, discusses gimmicks and all that, and eventually um, gets hired. So I guess the sinister minister has arrived. He has. With James Vanderberg. Was he James Vanderberg when he married Maltius or whatever? Something like that. Yeah. Um, so that was the thing last week, wasn't it? It was like, um, he, so he had a he had a very quick cameo last week and he was in the dog collar and then he took it off and kind of, ah, oh, this is shit. But at least it's better than managing whatever it was um yeah mortis yeah uh which was just felt like a random dig fair enough off we go yeah no who's um, better than mortis no one um so we had that. He gets hired. Showing the clip of Candida and Rhino uh, interrupting the Impact players that we just talked about on TNN. So that happened again. Get another clip of Steve Carino cutting a promo on Limp Biscuit that we've already seen. Impact players are now basically cutting a promo. Um, Lance Storm talks about carrying Chris Candido and beating him sort of so many times. Just incredible, basically, says Rhino. You've got to make a choice. You're going to join the Impact players or be against us type thing. So that was there. Yep. Tells Rhino he's not the smartest guy. Yeah. Um, and Tammy Lynn Sinch is a hooker, apparently. <laughs> she is. Um, yeah, so I thought that was nice. So, um, yeah, Impact players just been Impact players. Nothing wrong with that. They're just the biggest dick in the room, you know, it's what yes. their characters are, but they, 
to get victory. So, very good. Um, RBD makes his way out. Sabu is at the Eagles' nest on crutches. RBD pretty much dedicates the match to Sabu and sort of rattles him. And these two, I guess this feud is still going on. Uh, yeah, he dedicates it to the homicidal, suicidal, fragile Sabu. See, again, Sabu's another one you could have given the world title to at this point. Yep. Or the TV mean? title and, and the RVD carry the world. Well, that would have been the ideal. But, um, yeah, so that would have been sort of half decent. Too. I mean, I don't know if we get it, but RVD versus Mike Waters, awesome, would have been pretty impressive. It'd be a great match. I think stylistically. Let's keep watching, dear listeners, and see if we get it. <laughs> stylistically, it would have worked. Uh, yes, it's Sabu, Sabu in the crowd with uh, Crutch. Uh, we now get a dream match that no one knew they wanted. RVD defending his TV title against Uganda. Who's back, baby? So, you know how, at the end of every episode, yeah. you ask me for my match of the week? Yes, sir. Can I let you into a little secret? I'm all ears. I can feel everyone... Reach, just like leaning in to, to hear this. It's not going to be this match. <laughs> Uganda. What's the actual fuck? Yeah. I hate everything about this wrestler. I hate the gimmick. I hate the fact that it's a knockoff gimmick. I hate the fact it's a knockoff done, gimmick done. Two a month before we into the 21st century, I hate his offense, which is big guy runs at people. I hate his selling, which is wibbly wobbly legs and wee all the time. Um, this is the worst RVD match I've seen in a long, long time, and it's not RVD's fault, he hasn't got any worse. Um. Yeah, no. I mean, you're you're right. It, it is it is rough. It is um, it, it is crap. I mean, and no reason to. Do, I mean, we we spoke about the other week how um he took on Guido. Well, it was quite a breath of fresh air. They they got on better than CW. Sort of, um, yeah. yeah, CW as well. All these ones they sort of got on better than you sort of imagined. Um, that they would do. But um, yeah, this this wasn't the one. Uganda wasn't a match that I don't think anyone wanted to see. I can understand he was probably potentially the area, and people. Well, I mean, and we've talked about this at the time, but you know, at the launch of ECW on TNN, um, in the Thrill Zone, um, Uganda seemed to be someone they were positioning. I mean, in the in the you know introductory spiel where they were kind of going through on the first episode of ECW on TNN where they were going through and introducing, you know, this is Tommy Dreamer, this is RVD, this is Nova, this is, you know, Uganda was very, very prevalent. One of the early ones up, really prevalent. So there was, it felt like there was some kind of vision for him, Mm -hmm. um, an expectation for him. And I have no idea what that could have been because his gimmick is a throwback and I don't mean that as a compliment. Um, 
and doesn't fit in in you know the the blurred lines ECW. Uh, you know, it feels like you know he should be having feuds with the Tasmaniac rather than right. anything else. I feel like if they'd had the actual Kamala here, it wouldn't have worked. Do you know what I mean not not? Yeah. No, no, less someone sort of pretending to. It just it just wasn't. It's not saying that people. I don't, I don't know what the right feud for this was or would have been. Spike Dudley, maybe. I think they have, haven't they? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this thing, I just don't, I don't think he's got a spot on this roster in, in 2000. But again, this is where it gets bird lines. Didn't Spike just come out, kick him in the balls, that's a drop in and pin him? Yeah, probably. I'd imagine, do you know what I mean? If they fought, that's generally what it'd be. And you think, yes. but then you've got RVD struggling more so. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it wasn't great, and he, he shouldn't really have been here. There's plenty of other people. Give, give me Simon Diamond. Give me Nova. Yep. Give me Cash. Give me Chetty. Give me Angel. Give me, Lynn. Give me Angel. Give me, yeah, Angel. Give me Lynn. Give me New Jack. I mean, there's plenty of um, random options that would have been super crazy. So, um, yeah. Yeah, no, but um, yeah, no surprise RVD did pick up the. He pick up the win and kept his feud with Sabu going. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what happened. And that was the end of the shows this week. It was. Wrapped up. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we spoke about them in quite being separate shows before. Um, recent couple of weeks, it's very much just like One's recapping off the other more than they have been doing. I totally understand the Limp Biscuit thing on both. It was a very hot angle. Would have been a very um, good get at the time. And um, so definitely show that on all the shows. But um, yeah, some of the other bits are just sort of repeating a few segments and stuff like that. But um, nonetheless, it was it was good. The, the blessed Limp Biscuit stuff was amazing. Good to see. Yep. Raven Sandman again. So yeah, pretty decent. Impact players are are fantastic. Yeah, they continue to be strength from strength. I mean, they had one little promo, but um, it was one of those solid promos on the show. So can't really complain. But uh, yeah, what was your match of the week this week, Joe? I'm going nostalgia. Um, I'm going to go with Sandman Raven for nostalgia. Yeah, and because it was actually a pretty solid match as well, all the same. So. I think that's um, a decent, decent one. If you haven't seen it, go check their their first match in a long time. And um, you won't be disappointed. Obviously, you can get involved with us at underscore Sports Arena. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep the tags coming in. Keep the conversation going. Help everyone relive the revolution. You know, a lot of, not everyone lived ECW. So it's good to... Um, Go back and check it out if it is available. I'm not sure what the situation is with Peacock in America, but um, hopefully they'll have bits on there you can get involved with and obviously then get involved with the show because we'd love to hear your memories and views on ECW. I think that's um, it's me done. I don't know if you just, if you want to get it in there. Or whether I just want to meander around it like I'm U- Uganda. Um, 
no, let's 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 focus on the positive. Let's raise our game like Mr. Pay-Per-View does himself and say that just like RVD, that was the whole fucking show. <laughs>